You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hey, welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Ken. I'm going to be starting the show off today, but I will not be the host. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, today we have a full house. We have Jeff, Neil, and Matt. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, yes. how you doing? I am the Danny Tanner of the full house. Yeah, uh, doing doing well. Just had a waffle, a little bit of corned beef hash. <laughs> and despite that breakfast, uh, it is a late night Triviality tonight. It is. It's, it's nighttime, which uh, everyone knows what that means. Yeah, we um, tend to get into a lot of trouble on these episodes. Nothing Maybe. but trouble, just like the uh, Dan Aykroyd movie. Yeah. And since we plan on um, you know, making this pretty blue, uh, it's time to give a shout out to one of our youngest listeners. <laughs> yeah, before, yeah, before it gets crazy. Uh, so yeah, we have a, a, great, a listener that we know is listening in his dad's car right now. Uh, so Josh Head... Uh, is your dad. Uh, and uh, so if he's sitting in the front seat, that means that you requested to listen to uh, us knuckleballs uh, talk about trivia, and that is Henry. So uh, first of all, shout out to Henry. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for being a listener of the show and requesting to listen to us on your ride to school. That's our youngest listener, I assume. Probably our youngest, yeah. Although I, I've heard we have great retention at the uh, the hospital in the baby wing. Oh. Um, so but help uh, them go to sleep. They listen to Jeff talk. Yeah. <laughs> I Jeff, can put anyone to sleep. <laughs> Je- Jeff has a line of books where he just goes to the periodic uh, table in a very low monotone voice. It's uh, very meditative. Uh, but, really, yeah. but Henry loves the periodic table. Henry does love the periodic table. Unfortunately, not going to be a question for you about the periodic table, but we wanted to ask you a fun trivia question before you go to school. So uh, if you need to pull over, it's okay, Henry. But uh, here's your question. We're going <laughs> to throw it to he's Matt. Driving. <laughs> we hope he's that driving. Well, just in case Josh gets a little too excited, yeah. he, he might need to pull over as well. All right. Uh, so, Henry, your question is, who is the tallest man in recorded history? We'll give you a second to think it over. All right, and Henry, if you said your your answer, Jeff is going to tell you if you're right or not. Jeff, what's the answer? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is Robert Wadlow. Mm-hmm. Ah, Robert Wadlow. Yep. Grew to eight foot eleven. Didn't play basketball. Feels like a missed opportunity. Shame. Yeah, yeah that's he, a shame. Yeah, he wasn't very mobile. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, he, he had just a, put him near the hoop. He, he had a lot of he had a lot of problems from his size. So I can imagine. <laughs> Well, thank thank you to Henry for listening. Of course, is his uh, dear old dad and uh, all of our young listeners, including his dear old dad. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, and if uh, it, w- it was a nice little shout out on Twitter uh, that Josh uh, gave us. So if you guys uh, have kids that listen to Triviality, let us know, and and hopefully uh, their ears aren't burned off uh, from some of the blue comments we make yeah. sometimes. So uh, earmuffs, Henry. We'll we'll make sure to yeah earmuffs for the rest of the episode, and then your dad can recite the questions back to you. <laughs> and from one uh, very special listener to another, we have our special guest host today, Billy Hoffman. How you doing today? Hey guys, I am a super fan of your show. I'm uh, having a little bit of uh, what's the starstruckness right now. You guys are, uh, I spent a lot of time with you guys in my ears. So it, it, it's that weird thing where I feel like I already know you because I hear so much of your personality, but I'm super pumped to uh, join you tonight. And if you see us in Us Weekly, it's podcasters. They're just like us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, Billy's got a couple things going. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, you can tell us what you've been working on. Sure. I am a uh, best-selling published author. I have 14 books published and uh, pay my bills and mortgage with that. But the other cool thing I do is I'm a stand-up comedian. I started a thing called the Dad Bod Comedy Tour. We tour all over the U.S. It's uh, been great. I get to go from show to show and write books in between them. So uh, I've been uh, very blessed to uh, do a lot of cool stuff in my life and uh also, just like you guys, have a podcast, the Dad Bod Comedy Podcast. So for you guys that uh, are podcast listeners, and obviously if you're listening to this show, hop on over to Dad Bodcast. I think you guys will uh, like it. And are you a dad, or do you ju- just have the dad bod? <laughs> no, it's clearly marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have two kids. One's nine and one's five, so I'm living the life. Fantastic. And uh, we were told your latest uh, book that you released is called Twins of Prey. Uh, well, uh, Twins of Prey was actually the first book I well, ever wrote. Well, that's the first book you wrote. But we're, it is, we're working uh, our way through the catalog. Little so. little trivia <laughs> fact there for you. <laughs> no it is actually uh, my most popular, so go figure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Twins of Prey is an action-adventure thriller. It's been an Amazon bestseller three or four times. Uh, it is a three-book series, uh, Twins of Prey 1, 2, and 3. Oh. Um I've sold the rights for production. Can't tell you to who. Was it Neil? Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. It's, Neil, it's between so, Neil and Spielberg. Yeah, it's, it's me. It's with me. The cat's out of the bag. Well, in honor in honor of your book, I think uh, me and Matt are going to team up and be the Wonder Twins of Prey mm-hmm. today. Oh, I like the name. Hopefully that will give us the energy to face down our arch rivals, Team Triviality, Jeff and Neil. Yeah, see, I, Matt and I, you know, our friend or our friends. Yeah, we are. Uh, Matt no, and I are. Uh, <laughs> can't prove it. <laughs> yeah, we, we work at the same place. We're both fans of wrestling, and I always lean towards the heels. So I'm happy with Jeff to be the heels and cut promos on uh, the Wonder Twins of Prey. <laughs> well, I think you're going to like that because in pretty much the entire Twins of Prey series, the antagonist is the protagonist. And it's kind of like watching, um, kind of like watching Dexter. If you guys ever watched that, love you know, Dexter. Just, you yeah, mean seasons one character. and two, right? And uh, yeah, four. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, three, three had good acting. Yeah. Jeff's favorite uh, season is any time that John Lithgow is naked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, so basically, as you read the Twins of Prey series, you can read it liking the twins, or you can read it liking the the other people, and it's your choice. And you get a different uh, view of the books as you read them. So, a little bit something there for everybody. That's great. I'm excited to check it out. And uh, something special for the listeners coming at the swing round. So make sure that you uh, stay tuned for that because it's going to be something pretty pretty great. Let's uh, toss it over to the rules guy for the rules. 
The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Wow, what a great reading today. I think that was even better than last time. I think it was. I think he spoke about like a, an extra decibel, and there was a little bit more of a uh, an oak quality to yeah. his pronunciation. Oaky afterbirth. Yeah. Have we thoroughly beaten this horse? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's ask the horse. <clears throat> I don't think so. He's still alive. So. All right. The well, on that note, <laughs> let's uh, let's get this party started, Billy. All right. Uh, Throughout the game, it will do you guys very, very well to remember I am a super fan. There mm-hmm. are themes that come up in each one of your shows. Uh-oh. Just keep that in mind. Write Macho Man down. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying uh, is, you got us for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your first question uh, has nothing to do with what I just told you. So <laughs> Perfect. music. Scott Bradley is the lead conductor and composer of this viral sensation cover song group that specializes in performing contemporary songs in old styles. You know this one? Yeah, so Matt's uh, writing something down, and uh, he seems pretty confident, so I think we're good to lock in. Yeah. So uh, I believe this is the group on YouTube, uh, and I can't remember his name, like uh, Sadness the Clown or something, or Tears the Clown. I forget. He's a really tall guy, and he, like, sings covers and he's always on the YouTube videos, and I think it's postmodern jukebox, but I, I could be wrong. But that's what we locked in with, and if I, uh, I, th- I believe that's it. <laughs> so he goes with uh, postmodern jukebox. We're going with modern jukebox. Yeah. And I'm going to be the sad clown after this because I think you guys are right. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> it's postmodern yeah. jukebox. I knew what it was. Yeah. I've seen those. They're really good. Yeah, really good, yeah. What's the name of the clown? Oh, uh, uh, is it Chuckles? Oh or? yeah, that sounds right. Chuckles the clown. Doink. Yeah, he's touring. He was actually he actually did a uh, stint on America's Got Talent and did actually pretty darn well. I mean, the guy can sing. Yeah, I'd say he's got talent. Is that how that game, game works? I never watched. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give him a buzz. <laughs> like a gladiatorial <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. You either have or don't have talent. <laughs> but they don't they don't kill him. It just says yes or no, then move on. Yeah, it's if like, Joaquin yes. Phoenix doesn't give you the thumbs up or thumbs down, your your life is probably okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. Question number two. Pop culture. After seven years of public feuds and staged battles, Elizabeth Ann Hewlett divorced what celebrity in nineteen ninety two? Um Oh man. Oh wait, 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 wait. Oh, so Matt Matt just had an epiphany, so Her he's writing Elizabeth Ann. Right? Elizabeth Ann Hewlett. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're locked in. Yeah, uh, dumbass. How did I get that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, miss Elizabeth. I know. How <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> if any of you guys missed this. Uh we're locking in with Randy Savage. <laughs> and we are also locking in with Macho Man Randy Savage. I would like it to go on record that I had it before anybody else, <laughs> which is disturbing me to no end. Uh. <laughs> living in a nightmare <laughs> i uh i wrote on the top of the page wrestler question mark yeah then 85 yeah. to 92 it was right you know she broke up with him to uh join the nwo i believe at some point so <laughs> yeah all right uh question number three is a numbers question 
according to the Nielsen Rating Company, mm. 67 million Americans did this in 2017, which is up 11% from the year before. So me and Matt, uh, we had a little silent chat writing stuff down on the piece of paper, and we are locked in with an answer. Mm-hmm. So the first thought that Jeff and I both wrote down uh, with those kind of numbers were uh, watched the Super Bowl telecast. And we can't really think of anything else that would have different numbers there without maybe uh, based on performer the year after, you know, is higher or, or the team's playing. So are, are you okay with going with that? Um, sounds about right for Super Bowl viewing numbers. I feel like it could be like 150 million, but I, mean, I don't know. I'm That's not sure. That's half the population of the U.S. Uh, A lot of people watch it around one TV. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the numbers were... But they aggregate. It's they estimate viewers, I guess, based yeah. on number of TVs watching. So, um, well, yeah, I, I think we're okay with that. We're gonna go with Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, me and Matt had a chat. We agreed that the Oscar viewership was down, the Super Bowl viewership was down, and we went with the uh, most uh, edge of your seat performance of the year, the uh, State of the Union address. Uh, both good answers. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. neither one of them correct. I hope that. Over the last year, your listenership has grown over 11% because the answer is last year, 67 million Americans listened to podcasts. Wow. Oh, oh I didn't know right. Nielsen. What's it called? Nielsen, right? Nielsen, yeah. yeah. I didn't know they did podcasts. Uh, I didn't yeah, know that either, yeah. They actually do all types of media. Oh, I wonder what our Nielsen fam- rating is. They're most famous for TV. Well, so, uh, gotcha. for, for a couple of years at least, there will be no Nielsen rating, so... <laughs> At least on this podcast. <laughs> I think 65 million of those are Mark Marin. so. <laughs> well, him and Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay, question number four moving along is in nature. The six subspecies of what North American wild game animal that are not native to Eurasia are named the Eastern, Osceola, Rio Grande, Merriam's, Goulds, and oscillated man that's tough mm-hmm. none of none of those um species are really jumping out at you jumping out at me yeah or subspecies i should say but yeah i like that okay i know right, we're, we're in another all right would anything on top of your head so eastern oscillated anything with oscillated could, could it be a bird like a peak i don't know peacock or yes tur- turkey the or oscillated something? uh python <laughs> Turkey. Did we have an episode titled Turkey something Turkey? I don't know. <laughs> Ham. Ham, yeah. Yeah, but those are from Eurasia. Uh, pigs, pigs definitely are. Oh. Okay. What would you want to go with? Because I have no idea, so we just need a good guess. Uh, I could go for an oscillated ham right now, to be honest. <laughs> trying to think of what's not uh, what's not in Europe. The fox? I don't know. Disney World. That's fine. We'll go with that. closed it down. Okay. <laughs> we, are, we are locked <laughs> really? in. We are locked in with the fox. What does the fox say, Neil? And we are locked in with turkey. Oh, Neil, you're going to be kicking yourself. You're on the right track with the bird and the feather and the oscillated. You also had it. Turkey, Eurasia. There's the link there. The clue was in the question. The answer is the wild turkey. Ah. See, I, said, I thought it was turkey. Get no help here. I don't and, know what I'm talking about either. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we, we guessed pretty hard. Yeah. And if you're wondering, just in case, in Illinois, you have the Eastern. Ah, uh, okay. So that's why I ran over on accident. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Question five is a Disney question. 
this one's not about you guys. It's about me because I'm a Disney junkie and a former cast member myself. Ooh. Expedition Everest at Disney's Animal Kingdom was purposely designed to be one foot shy of being required by FAA law to have a blinking light on it to serve as an aircraft warning. Within three feet, how tall is the mountain? Whoa. Do you know what's really funny? I was like, oh, blinking light. He's going to ask a blinking light question. <laughs> nope. Nope. Just blew right on past it. So what's the tallest thing that you know without a blinking light on top of it? Mm, I don't know what has a blinking light on top of it. Is it you because you're, because you're I'm eight seven, feet tall? Seven, my just shy of uh, Wadlow? Robert Wadlow. <laughs> we're, uh, we're locked in. Neil and I actually both had the same answer, which is oh, weird. Oh, great. Um, so, uh, so we're looking at at least skyscraper right because uh the willis sorry sears tower has one on it right <laughs> did, you, did you correct yourself to say the wrong thing <laughs> yes no that's the correct thing i corrected myself to say the right thing but how tall could that ride be i don't know you've seen roller coasters without blinking lights right uh, yeah there's so the 200 feet like the Cedar Creek one. Let's just go 200 feet. Two, I, don't, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't going to get any closer. If I'm, if 200, I'm mistaken, 200 feet. And speaking of Disney, I think they dug the Magic Kingdom in a couple, like 10, 20 feet, so they didn't have to put a light on that either. Mm. Well, we locked in with 200 feet. And uh, we went 150 feet. Oh, nice job, guys. The mountain uh, expedition everest is 199 Oof. feet oh <laughs> wow today is anything our day. over 200 feet per faa federal law has to have a blinking light so it could be uh, radio towers cell phone towers roller coasters and um jeff is right that is a good piece of disney trivia the magic kingdom has really played with some of the landforms in order to uh, avoid having their magic ruined by <laughs> blinking lights. having blinking lights on it. Yep. I personally think that adds to the magic, but <laughs> yeah. that's just me. So we did not get <laughs> right. points on that. No. That's no. correct. Okay, you guys did no. though. You were within what, couple? We were within one. Okay. Man, within a one, single yeah. foot. So you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> so for everyone listening at home, if you were between 196 and 202, you got points. So, all right. Politics, question six. All right. What, what fast food slogan did Walter Mondale use to prove a point in the 1984 Democratic primary debate? Locked in. Oh, wow. Fast food slogan? Uh, can you think of any fast food slogans, Jeff? Where's, uh, the, where's the beef? I like where's the beef. That's good. This was 84? Correct. That could that could be right. Uh, I'm just trying to think of some other ones. What Fresh never frozen. Oh, no, no. What about um, <laughs> would, make, would Burger King have been have it your way? Could be um what else have it your way um i'm loving it I'm, that, that was later that was, that was later. i know don't worry about it um america runs on duncan that's true <laughs> i think that's the right one <laughs> uh what do you think have it your way i can't think of another slogan could be or do you like where's the beef which one do you like better i don't know all right you got to help me out here i'm i'm going 55 feet here and you need to give me the other 45 <laughs> pick one I, I only want to pick the one that i think is more of a joke which is where's the beef okay we're gonna go with have it your way exactly <laughs> Well, I think you guys should have went with the other one because I'm almost 100% sure it's Where's the Beef. <sighs> Walter Mondale, in response to his opponent's Democratic plan, said, Where's the Beef? Mm. Yeah. This is our downfall today. <laughs> crashing. And bur- At least we're saying the answers that were correct out loud. We're just not locking in. There's a documentary yeah. on Netflix called, like, it's, I think it's CNN's, but it's the 80s or whatever, and I watched it, and it had, like, a huge thing on that 
that particular race and i remember that coming up so interesting as a side note if you guys are not following wendy's on twitter you're missing oh. out on a great thing in life hilarious they're they're great they're roasting they're, a ihop today which changed their name to ihob because they're the international house of burgers because they have burgers now it's terrible yeah yeah everyone was it going was nuts great. though because they thought pass. all they were going to do was make burgers but yep. <laughs> pancakes are out burgers are hard in. pass on the yeah. ihop burger yeah <laughs> yeah wendy said we're not concerned about someone who thought pancakes were too hard <laughs> they're great <laughs> okay question seven a chicago blackhawks question for you guys oh. a 17 year veteran hall of fame chicago blackheart hawk star denny savard was famous for this trick move which helped him score a thousand career points jeff you, you know hockey more than i do not old hockey it, it, it's not the uh flying v <laughs> so uh we're gonna go ahead and um lock in with an answer that i think is right but i i can't say for sure um but i actually have a denny savard uh, signed puck so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um is there like a hockey term kind of like the loopsie doopsie or loopsie doopsie whoopsie it's yeah. back <laughs> something like that like the, the i don't know all the hockey <laughs> yeah. all the hockey moves sound kind of weird like that like uh, easy does it or left and right i don't know <laughs> <laughs> as they say in hockey let's do a hockey <laughs> do you have any idea whatsoever no I'm not much used today. Okay, this game is it's, we're done. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're gonna go with the uh, we're gonna go with the loop de doo. Oh, you know you're probably not too far off. <laughs> yeah, so we're going with something that uh, Patrick Kane has also used to great extent and success: the spinorama. The correct answer is the spinorama. <laughs> oh, man. We're getting crushed. What has happened? Reminds me of the cinerama in, uh, uh, in Hollywood. Me getting a sports question right now. In your Blackhawks hat. So. In my Blackhawks hat. You almost got a, a varsity blues question with Ooh. the oop-de-oo, which is my other favorite <laughs> fake football play. That's the only cure for the Monday blues. I don't want that question. <laughs> the, the best football play of all time is the annexation of Puerto wow. Rico. Yeah, it's, it's also quality. Yep. So <laughs> with that, we're going to move on to Star Wars here at Question 8. And I apologize in advance to the <laughs> Legion of Star Wars fans if I'm not saying his name right. What is Chirut Imwe's mantra that has been adopted by Star Wars fans galaxy-wide? All right. So uh, I think we're just going to, after all that Star Wars gibberish, I think we just got to go with what we know, right? Yep. All right, go so, with what you know. All right, so we're going to go ahead and lock in. Okay, uh, we're, we're locked in as well. All right, uh, we're going with... Oh, may the Force be with you. Pork cutlet knows your lies. <laughs> it's a Borg gullet. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's, so, so that's uh, Forrest Whitaker. And... Yeah, that was Forrest Whitaker from Rogue Pork One. Pork gullet knows your lies. But the, uh, the correct answer is also from Rogue One. It's one of Ken's favorite actors, Donnie Yen. It is, uh, I am one with the Force. The Force is with me. Oh, is that his name? Mm-hmm. I think. Shir Ut Imwe. I am one with the Force. The Force is with me. I didn't know oh. all those useless characters had names. I just, I well, I was hoping that was it because it sounded like it could be his character, uh, the way that the wording was there. But I thought the answer might have been, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> It's from Empire. (laughs) Oh. It's not the same if you don't yell no first. No! That's not true. That's impossible. Oh, oh, I see. I get it now. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Question number nine entertainment. Hmm. 
What fictional character's email address is chunkylover53 mm. at AOL.com? Oh, I remember this, too. Does it sound familiar? It sounds so familiar. Very familiar, to you. Yeah, right? yeah, it does sound familiar. Do you think it's from a TV show or do you think it's from a movie? I, Chunky I, Lover. I, I don't know. Dude, you're killing me with this one. Yeah, I know I know it. I can I can see it. I just I can't. I don't know. You have no idea? It's not like from The Office or anything? or Nope. Okay. That it's not. All right, we're locked in. Uh, I'm pretty sure if it was from The Office, I'd remember it. All right, so they're locked in, so let's talk it out a little bit. I mean, we've, we've written all sorts of nonsense. Uh, so, yeah, I wrote um, Michael Scott. We don't think that's it. Uh, Peter Griffin. You yeah. know. Is it, I, is I it Homer Simpson? I don't think so. I mean, I talk about The Simpsons a lot. <laughs> and uh, It's got to be pretty common, so I don't think it's... That's pretty it, sweet. I don't think game. it's... I wrote down... Um, 40-year-old virgin, but I don't think it's his character mm-hmm. in that either. We could go Homer Simpson. That's not too bad of a chunky lover, though. Mm-hmm. Mar- I mean, Well, he's chunky and he's a lover. Oh, chunky lover? Yeah. Not chunky lover? No, he doesn't love the chunkies. He All is right. a chunky. Let's go with Homer Simpson. I couldn't remember the name of um, Meatloaf's character in Fight Club. I thought maybe that was it. And maybe he sent Edward Norton uh, an email about group therapy or whatever. So I just you put... can't remember his name? I can't remember his name. Robert Paulson. No, no, this his character name in Fight Club. is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. No, it was his nickname, though. His name is Robert Paulson. Meatloaf? Yeah. That was our answer. Our answer is Meatloaf from Fight Club, but it's, it's incorrect. All right. Uh, this appeared in an episode called The Dad Who Knew Too Little. There's got to be a Simpsons question in every show, guys. Homer Simpson is yeah. the answer. All right. Uh, and, uh, Jeff and Neil, again. Ouch. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> a bad day. That's a, we had a bad day. <laughs> All right. History. Question 10. Last question of the first round. Beginning in the November of 1871, pirating became a huge issue on Lake Michigan. What was the main booty being pirated? Think about it, Jeff. What would people want to pirate in Lake on Lake Michigan in 1871? It's famous Chicago hot dogs. Was this? Would this? When was uh, the Chicago Fire? Like 1803 or something? I think mm. it is about 1871. Is there any sort of manufacturing manufacturing item that they would have like needed? Ste- not steel. They wouldn't pirate steel, but. Um, that was all in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, what's, I mean, Lake Michigan, what, what's our export, our biggest export here? Or at least was. Corn? No. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. If a food item? There's the meatpacking district, Fulton Market or whatever. I don't know. What would people need after a fire? Water. Lumber. Lumber. Oh, lumber's good. I like lumber. Ooh, that's actually not a bad answer. All right. We're going to go with lumber. And we're going with the age-old uh, tradition of stealing booze. Mm-hmm. Just bottles of Malort. Just tons oh, of Oh, gross. Who'd <laughs> want that? Yeah, being that you guys are in Chicago and I'm in Michigan and we helped you rebuild after the great fire of Chicago, lumber was mm. the number one Ooh, thing pirated job. on the Great Lakes. And the fire was October of 1871. Yeah, I was pretty sure that was the right year. Well, for anyone who's not in the studio, there was a loud like, and Jeff came out of his casket and he's ready to play. <laughs> so um, after that round, you guys aren't so bad off. You came back on the Star Wars question and that piracy question. So you guys have 40 and we have 60. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're, we still got some time. Yeah, if we count the two we, we should have gotten. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's how we play now. Yeah. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. 
Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and before we head into the swing round, a huge thank you to all of you who have added your support to the show. Uh, I've got quite the list here, uh, and it hasn't been that long ago since we updated, so we are very appreciative of that. We are currently trying to get to uh, a little bit higher of a tier here, and we're pretty close uh, where we're going to be doing a publicly facing bonus episode every month, uh, Mm -hmm. at least a lay it on me or something like that. We're bringing an editor on board to help with some of those tasks. So if you feel that we've earned your support and would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast and join um, all of the people there and uh, some of our new patrons, which would include uh, Gary Middleton. Thank you, Gary. In fact, uh, Gary was on our show previously. Gina Kimenow, Jason Heaton, Alex Rojo, Ryan Clefcorn-Myers, Matt Doherty, Greg Johnson, which I think... Greg was actually a promotion. Yes. Mm-hmm. So thank you to Greg. Jack Cantrell, Madeline Garvey, Jeremy Gabbard, Isaiah Ligon. Ligon? Uh, Ligon, Ligon. Well, we'll ask Isaiah. Isaiah's been helping us edit, so thank you, Isaiah. That's true. And uh, last, but certainly not least, our newest Patreon supporter, Adam Porter. All right. Yeah, thank you, guys. So thank you to all of those uh, who support our show already, and welcome to our new supporters. Uh, as some of you may know, you can get extra bonuses by being a patron of our show, including um, we do a little bit of live stuff on that feed. Um, if you support us at $5 or more a month, you get bonus episodes every month that we put out. Uh, we just started doing some early releases as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in maybe doing that, great way to support us. And uh, a lot of other great perks. So check us out there. Again, patreon.com slash podcast. And a very special perk for our patrons today. Uh, actually, Billy is going to be the one to announce it. We, we billboarded it at the top of the show. So, Billy, take it away. Yeah, because you guys are so willing to support this great podcast, I want to hook up you all with a copy of Twins of Prey. So, every Patreon from now until the guys decide will get a special link sent to them where they can go and they can download the first copy of Twins of Prey. It's a three-book series, so before you start thinking I'm crazy, I'm like that drug dealer on the street. The first hit's free, guys. You just get a taste. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a it's an action adventure thriller series about two kids who are stranded in northern Michigan and they learn how to live, fight, and survive on their own. Sounds pretty great. So uh, hopefully you guys will get that download and uh, let Billy know how you liked it and uh, let us know too because we want uh, more more people to check out Billy's work and uh, keep you know his kids fed and that's what really matters. <laughs> I might need to learn how to read so I can dig into that one. Mm-hmm. Jeff too Actually, apparently. You- you don't even have to do that because they're all available in audio as well. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> this man, he, he's an entrepreneur, folks. <laughs> yeah. Ebook, print, and audio. It's the way of the world, right? Mm. Uh, well, yeah. So definitely check that out. Thank you, Billy, for doing that for our listeners. And uh, we hope to, to hear all of your responses to it. Mm-hmm. Now let's excellent, head into excellent. the swing round. All right. Now, the swing round is, I thought, I'm, I'm pretty psyched about it, guys. I, as a stand-up comedian, have some of my favorite comedians throughout history. And what I've done here is I'm going to give you 10 catchphrases from famous comedians, and I'm going to poorly impersonate them. Perfect. Those are the best. (laughs) So I'll impersonate all 10. You guys have to tell me what comedian said them. Excellent. Okay. Here we go. And just so you know, these could be from stand-up comedy or a character they were famous for playing. Okay. Okay. All right. Number one. Here's your sign. Hmm. Number two. No respect, I tell you. <laughs> no respect. Number three. Well, excuse me. Number four. I'm Rick James. B- <laughs> 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 Haven't heard that in a while. Number five, waka, waka, waka. Mm. Number six, you might be a redneck. <laughs> that was pretty spot on. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven, hot pocket. There it is. <laughs> the classic. Diarrhea pocket. <laughs> Number eight, <laughs> get her done. Number nine, oh, Oh, God. And number 10. Enjoy your burrito. I don't remember that one. I got got that one. Yeah, I got that one. All right, we'll go over. So the guys have uh, vacated our personal space, Mm -hmm. and uh, me and Matt are going to discuss now. Uh, Most of these I think we're pretty good on. Yeah. A couple a little bit uh, unclear. So um, what do you, you said number one you were? No idea. Here, here's your sign. Mm. I feel like that could be like a line in a movie or more of a character as opposed mm. to a stand-up bit. Um, excuse me, is that Urkel? Or no, is that something it's, else? it's, um, I think it's Jerry Lewis. I think it's an older... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. And I then, think you're right. Uh, Link stole it in that uh, animated show and he was biting Jerry Lewis. Okay. Um, always Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, I see. Yeah. Hickory dickory dock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't think he's on the list, but like three of these sounded like Brian Regan to me. <laughs> and I think it just might be the voice. Boxing. <laughs> All right. The well. big yellow one's the sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, uh, number one, here's your sign. Uh, we went with Louis C.K. on this, not too sure. 
Yeah, and we weren't sure if this was a reference to an old episode where we talked about Lenny Bruce. Uh, we never heard this phrase, so we just said Lenny Bruce. Uh, you guys weren't huge fans of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour because that's Bill Engvall. Ah. Mm. I do think the yeah. Blue Collar Comedy Tour is pretty well represented on this list. <laughs> Unless we're, we're way off. Yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> Number two. No respect, I'll tell you. Mm. No respect. So that would be uh, Larry Burns, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be the uh, the head coach of the champion uh, Ladybugs, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> wow, a Ladybugs poll. I love it. Rodney Dangerfield, no respect. That's right. Number three. Well, excuse me. Mm. You know, now that I hear it, I'm pretty sure it's Steve Martin. Um but I think we locked in with Jerry Lewis. Uh, yeah, that would be uh, King Tut. That would be uh, Steve Martin. Yeah. 100%. Steve Martin mm. used the catchphrase in a couple different stand-up specials on SNL and also, I believe, in the movie The Jerk. The Jerk. That's And that's what kind of triggered it in my head right there. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I hate uh, that movie. Ugh. It's a good movie. Number four. I'm Rick James, <laughs> Who else could it be but yeah. uh, Dave Chappelle? We said the indomitable Dave Chappelle. Yeah, that one was uh, probably, in my opinion, one of the easier ones being pretty uh, commonly used here. That is Dave Chappelle. What, one one that me and Jeff call out quite a bit when we play Settlers of Catan. Seven! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a fan of, uh, while we're playing Settlers of Catan, asking if Ken is a trick-ass mark or a mark-ass <laughs> trick. So... <laughs> With number five, I Sorry, Henry. was the hardest one. <laughs> hardest one, in my opinion, was Waka Waka Waka. Uh, it's actually funny. Um, uh, I'm friends with uh, Brent Bullmeyer on uh, on Facebook, who's a big Cardinals fan, and Michael Waka was uh, pitching a no hitter. And he's like, I don't want to jinx this, so I sent him a, a gif of Fozzie Bear, and he immediately <laughs> gave up a hit. Uh, so Waka 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 <laughs> to you, Brent. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we were like, wait a second, does Fozzie Bear count as a comic? He's very funny. <laughs> yeah, because we were like, oh, maybe it's Jerry Lewis or some old 60s comic, and then I kept going, waka, waka, waka. I was like, could that be Sesame Street? And yeah, we, we landed on Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear is a struggling comic, <laughs> and that is part of his character. It's got the the bad hat and the, the collar <laughs> with, the, with the loose tie. And uh, yeah, he was a 19... 19- 40s 50s stand-up comedian i feel so. like i feel like triumph is a struggling comedian yeah. <laughs> yeah all right number six you might be a redneck we are happy to report that we are smarter than a fifth grader so we went with uh, jeff foxworthy and as it turns out neil's house does have more wheels than his car <laughs> uh yeah there's nothing there jeff foxworthy <laughs> yeah that is uh again from the blue car comedy tour Mr. Foxworthy. Number seven. Hot pocket. <laughs> the uh, the pale man himself, Jim Gaffigan. Uh, it's true. His uh, his mom is uh, Elton John. Is that, is that correct? His dad was a, a polar Panda, bear. A polar, yeah. His dad's a polar bear and his uh, mom was Elton John. We said Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> that is correct. Jim Gaffigan. Side note, my cousin is actually his nanny. His nanny? <laughs> uh, well, for <laughs> yeah, 
Well, after he's done taking his, care of the five kids, he needs somebody to wipe him yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, for for his kids. Well, a lot of people don't realize that Jim Gaffigan and his wife are actually the comedy writing team. She's a comedy writer. He's a mm-hmm. comedy performer. So they actually work on comedy stuff during the day, and she watches the kids. So, Great. Oh, cool. Number eight, get her done. Yeah, this one, Jeff uh, just immediately is like, what was it, Tater? Tomater. Tomater from Cars. And I was like, Larry the Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. Yep, we agreed. And we don't have a joke. <laughs> and neither does he. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, number nine. Oh! <laughs> uh, this was the, uh, the Dice Man, Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, Hickory Dickory Dock. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Mm-hmm. When finding a quote to use on this show from Andrew Dice Clay, <laughs> I could only go with one word, and that was it. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay is the correct answer. And number 10, the last one in your swing round. Enjoy your burrito. Yeah, this one, uh, this would be the former uh, host of the Nerdist podcast and now the ID10T podcast, Chris Hardwick. Mm. Yep, I listened to that one as well, and he ends all of his shows with Enjoy Your Burrito, Chris Hardwick. You guys absolutely murdered this round, and murdering <laughs> is a great thing in the world of comedy. Congratulations, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, that might be one of our best swing rounds ever, I think, as far as points are concerned. All right, so after the swing round, it looks like the wonder... Twins of Prey are sitting uh, high on, on our horse here at 100, and uh, you guys are trailing a little bit at 85, but still close. Yeah, we're looking forward to the second round. Let's get it going. All right, second round starts off with a history question. What is the oldest surviving system of laws and is also thought of as the birthplace of an eye for an eye? All right, we are in. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Do you want to go with that? Yep. Okay. So we're uh, we're locked in as well. Uh, we are going with Hammurabi's code. Ooh. Uh, Jeff wrote down Confucianism. Uh, as a criminal justice major, this is one of the first things you learn. Hammurabi's code mm. is the oldest surviving system of law. Mm. I did. Uh, I did pass a. Um, criminal justice course but i definitely did not remember that one so uh question 12 is uh tv in 1988 tgif debuted on abc with two straight hours of family-friendly comedy programming name two of the four shows to be featured on that first season just sliding the paper over to the old guy to my right uh so we wrote down um, teen angel Step by step. We did not write down Teen Angel. Yeah, step by step the is genie too, one. too late. Yeah. Step by step is definitely too late. Genie yeah. in the house. Patrick Duffy. Yeah, he's too Suzanne late. Suzanne Summers. Uh, so we wrote uh, Full House. Uh, we wrote uh, Family Matters. I'm good with that. Okay, so we're going to lock in with uh, Family Matters and Full House. And we're going mm-hmm. with Full House and Perfect Strangers. All right. The, fir- the first season of TGIF debuted with Perfect Strangers, Full House, Mr. Belvedere, and just the 10 of us. Question three in the second round. Here we go. Movies. Hooray. What what 2004 Touchstone Pictures film was originally set out to be a violent action flick, but was transferred to its parent company, Disney, 
for release only after it received an unexpected rating of PG. So it was a 2004 film. It was Touchstone, no, but it was sorry. violent, and then Disney took it over and gave it a PG, basically. I've, like, heard this factoid before, yeah. so it's kind of bu- bugging me. Yeah. And, I, and, like, this doesn't help them at all, but my guess would be it'd be some kind of intellectual property that was, like, a violent thing that they turned into something not violent. All right, For- well, we were going to go with the Mighty Ducks quid pro quack, but uh, <laughs> we... <laughs> We do, I just, I, I'm having a brain fart, and I, I couldn't place, uh, when Jeff shut me down when I was just trying to get some clues to help me, it hurt my <laughs> feelings, so I couldn't, I was like trying to look at DVD boxes at Blockbuster in my head like I normally do, and I couldn't, so we went with The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're setting out to steal the Declaration of Independence with National Treasure. I'm a super fan of the show. Yeah. National Treasure oh. is the answer. <laughs> that's a great. I didn't even think about that. So we were writing all sorts of. I, so I wrote the Mummy because that's what I was thinking first because that seemed like a movie that would have been. Oh, that's PG. But it was PG thirteen, yeah. and then that led me from Brendan Fraser to Nicholas Cage for some reason, and then and, and so, Matt, the only person who Neil did not subject to watching National Treasure, <laughs> <laughs> pulled the answer. So as, as I was researching this question, I found a quote where John Turtletap, the director, said the original cut was four hours long. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd sure watch you that. Would. He, yeah. Next question: Categories awards. Which country's highest award is called the Order of the Elephant? Here's a clue: Elephants are not native to this country. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're in. Um, okay, so should we just take a stab here. I, I'm so. What, what region? I'm thinking kind of Central America somewhere. Oh, I wasn't. Where were you thinking? Let's see, in Eastern Europe. Okay. Or Central Europe. Uzbekistan. Ger- Germany or Poland? Uh, ooh, let's go. It's a tough choice between Poland, Germany and Poland. Poland. Let's say Poland. Okay. Poland wins this time. Uh, so just because he burned us before, and we know Billy is a huge listener of the show, we figured that he was playing off of Ken's uh, affinity for Sweden, so we went with Sweden. All right. Unfortunately for you guys... I didn't know Ken had a big thing for Sweden. I don't. I just traveled there. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Denmark. Oh, the little Dutch boy. Close. Was I right? I said Scandinavia. Yeah, that would count. Okay. All right. So I, I thought it was in Scandinavia. I just didn't know where. Oh, Dutch. Right. Oh. Yeah. You're in oh, that's, that's Netherlands. It is. Yeah. We're close, though. You're in the area. Yeah. Nederlander. So. All right. Question 15 is a sports question. Hooray. What non-racing sport has the largest playing surface in terms of area? Okay, we're locked in. Okay. Go ahead, Jeff. So so in thinking about this, I once looked up a size chart of all different stadiums and sizes. Because, like, basketball courts are shockingly small. Mm -hmm. Football stadiums are a pretty good size, but football tends to be on the smaller side. Larger than that, I'm pretty sure you have things like soccer. Larger than that, you'd have rugby, Australian football. Mm-hmm. And I think Gaelic football is absolutely massive. Gaelic, so for some reason, Gaelic football to me is like three times the size of an American football field. And I can't remember why. But I remember it being crazy huge. Yeah, but Australian football is the, is the size of four American football fields. And he, he is a super fan. So you don't think it would be Australian football? Well, uh, do you want to go on the strength of... Uh, what I think is true or the strength of uh, the meta game? We've missed like four questions of being in meta, so maybe we should just go meta this time. I'm fine with that. Okay, we're going to go with Australian football. Mm. We so, were uh, 
very tempted to go with Australian football, but uh, Matt, I think, led us in the right direction. Yeah, I, I mean, so there's 18 holes, and they're all about 500, 300 yards apart. Um, so we went with golf. All right. Well, in my research, unfortunately, golf did not come up. Okay. As I, I, I like your thought on that. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Australian football was not where we were headed. We're going to go back to the horses with polo, polo, actually. Oh, that's right. Polo. Yeah. That makes sense. Polo yeah. is 300 yards long yeah. by 160 yards wide. Mm. I feel like so the, the plate. Oh, sorry. The playing field. The playing field is just absolutely yeah. massive. I feel like Australian football is bigger than that, though. No. All right. Question 16. We're going to go with Hollywood classics. Actor Jerry Marin recently passed away at age 98. He was the last surviving actor to have a speaking or singing role in what film? We're in. We are as well. Oh, I knew that one. Hooray. Uh, it's a Wizard of Oz. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. All right. That is right. The Wizard of Oz. Music is where we're going. What Canadian band famously encourages their fans to throw Kraft macaroni and cheese at them we're in. Dur- during their song? As are we, yep. Hmm. If I had a million dollars, okay, don't okay. finish that one. Ooh, I like that clue. What if you had a million bucks? Would that change? No? Well, then I think I'd be rich. Okay. All right. We wouldn't have to eat Kraft macaroni. Kraft dinner, but we still would eat Kraft dinner. dinner. Yeah, that's right. Kraft dinner. Yeah. We just eat more. All right, so we're all locked in, right? Bare Naked Ladies. I may own most of these albums. Bare Naked Ladies. Excellent. You guys got it mm. right. Bare Naked Ladies, a band I have seen 13 mm. times wow. live. Wow. One of my favorites. All right. Question number 18, agriculture. What's the name for a female donkey? Oh, oh we did this. Did we? Yeah. Just so you know, there are two acceptable answers. I remember that I said lady ass. <laughs> it's, it's not any more right this time. I don't remember that. We're locked in with a probably wrong answer. You go ahead. Uh, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that Matt and I both wrote Jill. Oh, I just went with Joey. Ah, the correct answer. You guys are all over the alliteration, but the correct answer is a Jenny or a Janet. Uh, I, knew, I knew that's what I said wrong last time. Yeah, because it was it. we went Jack and Jill, so yeah. you think it was Jill, right? But it's not. It's Jack and Jenny. Jack and Jenny. One more time, and then I'll finally get it right. <laughs> yeah. Your next question here, getting towards the end of round two, is in TV advertising. If I am in the self-proclaimed crab cake capital of the world, and offering you products named Red Top, WMD, Yellow Top, and Pandemic. What am I trying to sell you? All right, so um, we just couldn't quite get there on this one, so we're just going to go with beer. Maybe it's a local brewing company. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, But we said fish. All right, let me uh, do this as they do it, and it may sound a little familiar. Red top, red top, get that yellow top. WND, pandemic. Does that help at all? No, nope. not at all. <laughs> I'm trying to sell you narcotics on the TV show. Oh, The, the Wire. Wire. Oh. Oh, so it's Baltimore. Out, 
is Baltimore is the crab cake yeah. capital of I, the world. I'm very, so very to, sad about that. Trying to get you to Baltimore with that clue. Yeah. And then uh, with the TV advertising, I was being a little cheeky there. So, mm. yeah, have yeah, you, the, have you uh, seen The Wire? Yeah, I love that show. Well, not enough, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. Go back and do your homework. Yeah. Okay. We, I, run, we run a podcast, and I've never seen The Wire. I, I like watched it. I watched it when it was on air, uh-huh. and I saw it through once. I thought okay. you said you saw it through twice. No, seen it through once. Oh, I okay. still love the show. All right, last question in this round is wordplay. All right. This term is used for any loose overhead debris that may fall at any time or as a nickname to describe a left anterior descending coronary artery that is suffering from a major blockage. All right, we're in. Uh, we are in as well. We said it's uh, a widow maker. Oh. oh, there you go. Uh, avalanche. I don't know. So whoever said widow maker, there's your answer. Wow. Yep. Uh, often referred to as the widow maker heart attack which you have a 12% chance of surviving, and I, guys, am one of those 12%. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, wow. That's that's crazy. I just The only reason I knew that is I, I was reading the story about Kevin Smith, and he survived it, too, and so I just remembered the name Widowmaker. Well, the, the way he described it, I was like, I think the blockage would be before the heart, which I think is where it's problematic, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so the uh, Kevin Smith and I ha- had our issues about a week apart, actually, and uh, very similar type issues. We had the exact same surgery. Um, so, yeah, Kevin Smith had a Widowmaker, and uh, I have a whole comedy bit about it now. So, <laughs> Well, glad you're okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to be alive. So that ends round two. All right. Well, it looks like uh, we're going into the final uh, far behind with 115 points, and uh, Team uh, tw- uh Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins of Prey has 150. So going into the final round, your categories are The Office, USA Olympic Sports, mm-hmm. Children's Literature, Country Music, and Medieval Weaponry. Oof. All right, all the points are in, so let's move on to the final round questions. Question one, category The Office. Office Depot. No, I'm just kidding. It's an actual office. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, made me fine. hop through that computer. <laughs> <laughs> what is Todd Packer's six-letter license plate tag? Mm, just watched this the other day. Question two in sports, USA Olympic sports. The 1992 Olympic Dream Team featured one collegiate player. Who was this non-pro? Question number three in children's literature. As of this recording, Green Eggs and Ham currently has 1,544 reviews on Amazon. Within 35, how many of these reviews are one star? Question number four, country music. This country music star's real first name is Troyal. And he reportedly turned down roles in both Twister and Saving Private Ryan. And your final question of the game, medieval weaponry. This type of siege weapon 
uses a counter-weighted arm to throw a large item. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages. Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. All right. So all the answers are in. So let's get to uh, the correct answers. Um, all right, guys. Here to wrap up this final round. The first question was from the office. What is Todd Packer's six-letter license plate tag? All right. So uh, this is Wonder Twins of Prey. We went in with 30 on this one, and we went with WL. H-U-N-G. Well hung. Or will hung, if you yeah. prefer. Um, I went back and forth on the potential spellings of this, and I came up with W-L-H-U-N-G. How much did you wager? For 30. Todd Packer, six-letter license plate tag. W-L-H-U-N-G. Oh. You, uh, you a big William Hung fan? Why does everybody <laughs> always ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number two in sports. What were your guys' wagers? I went in on 10 for this one. And we are going with uh, Christian Leitner. Yeah, we went with zero. The only college uh, basketball star that I knew of at that time was Duke uh, Christian Leitner. So we went with wow. the same. Yep. The subject of the documentary, I Hate Christian Leitner, <laughs> which is a great sports doc. He is the only non-collegiate player on the 1992 yeah. Dream Team. Uh, there was a bunch of collegiate players that practiced against them. Grant Hill, uh, Chris Weber, Shaq were all, and none of them made the team. Christian Leitner was the one that they picked to put on the team. So, good choice there. Uh, children's literature. Within 35, how many of the reviews on Green Eggs and Ham are one star? Uh, we went with 10 on this one. I wanted to go really low. Matt said there's a lot of trolls out there, so we ended up going with 120. Uh, we figured it was very low. We went 35. Mm. And your bet? Uh, we said five. Mm. Yeah, I was being a little meta with the question. There is 35 one-star reviews on Green Eggs and Ham, which is absolutely ridiculous, especially when you look at a lot of them. And they're not even about the book. They're about the delivery or the packaging ah. and a bunch of dumb stuff. So, uh, yeah, Green Eggs and Ham, American Classic has 35 one-star mm. reviews. Twins of Prey doesn't, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, country music. You guys uh, 
know whose first name is Troil? We uh, took a big zero on this one, but we guessed <laughs> Garth Brooks. We also went zero, and we went Garth Brooks. We should have bet a lot more. You guys both should have bet a lot more mm. because Garth Brooks, he really did want to be in Saving Private Ryan, but well. could not because of tour obligations. And Medieval Weaponry. Go ahead and let's, uh, since it's the last question, what were your guys' wagers? We went with 20, and uh, we're hurling a uh, big L over at Team Triviality with our trebuchet. I think that's only about fair. Um, <laughs> I think we've won the last five in a row. All right. So uh, we, too, uh, went big on this one, but we went a little bigger. We said 30 points for us, and uh, trebuchet. Mm. Trebuchet is the correct answer. A lot of people get confused between a trebuchet and a catapult, but not you guys. Congratulations. All right, so now at the end of the game, it looks like Team Triviality is uh, has their heads hung low. Not well hung. Uh, William, but, uh, William hung low. William hung low at uh, 180, and uh, with 200 points today, finally the Wonder Twins of Prey are the cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. It's a Cinderella story. Yeah, seven, <laughs> seven questions or whatever. I guess technically 10. 10 out of uh, 25 is not good. Yeah. No, you know what they say, six times the charm or whatever it's been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where you just keep you just keep chipping away and eventually uh, some some turns up your way. Well, so. I have to give you guys props. Uh, hopefully you'll carry the mantle uh, for a long time. And we got to give Billy props for uh, serving us up those great questions. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. That was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, before the show, I would have put my money on Matt because when I listen to the show as a fan – Generally, I find if Matt knows the answer, I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we find that Matt is really the the fan's choice. I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> plus that's what he was saying to us uh, during the final round when he was giving us the correct answers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're uh, thinking you're going to get the answer right when I get it right, it's probably going to be like tw- twice a game. So, <laughs> guys, you guys do a fantastic job. I listen to four maybe even five sometimes different trivia podcasts along with all the other podcasts I listen to. I'm on the road a lot. And I just want to say thank you. You know, thank you for spending an hour a week to get into my ears and uh, really help me pass the time. And not only is it entertainment, it's enjoyment. And uh, you guys, it's working. Mm-hmm. And, and I really want to say thank you. Thank you for having me on. Everyone else. Get out there, read Twins of Prey, support these guys, become a patron. It's a huge ordeal. We want our show to stick around and be better, and being a patron is the way that's going to happen. Wow, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, your listenership yeah. means a lot, too. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone, make make sure you uh, you go out and get that book. Or all the books. There's more, right? 14, you, books. 14 books. And if you uh, want a free copy of the first book, get you hooked. You know where to find it. Triviality or uh, patreon.com slash triviality podcast and check out dad uh, dad podcast it's true yeah the dad bod comedy podcast yeah uh each week i interview someone who's either funny or fascinating so i mm-hmm. usually have a comedian one week and then the next week we do like a dea agent cia agent mm-hmm. um professional musician just people that i think are absolutely fascinating cool. so changes every week some weeks it's fascinating, some weeks it's funny. But that's the Dad Bod <laughs> Comedy Podcast. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I had a blast on this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, great great job, Billy. Thank you again for all those awesome questions. And uh, we look forward to having you back uh, another time. 
Absolutely, guys. Uh, really looking forward to it. I'll be uh, performing in Chicago in October. If anybody wants to come see me do comedy, mm-hmm. just go to dadbodcomedy.com. Great. And uh, for our special guest host, Billy, and the gentlemen here in the studio, Jeff, Neil, and Matt, and myself, that was Triviality. Thanks for listening. truth.